following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. And if I sound a little funny today, it's because I was in the middle of a computer crash when it was time for this show to start. You never know what's going to happen, and it's always fun. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and I'm so delighted to welcome you to the show today. Today's show, as usual, is brought to you by Slim Roast Coffee. It's absolutely the easiest answer to weight loss I've ever seen. I have now lost 43 pounds, and I have not had to starve or do any kind of crazy dieting. It works. Uh, it's just plain, good old-fashioned Italian dark roast coffee with some herbs in it that make you burn fat and eat less. And if you want to know more, contact me at Irene Conlon at gmail.com. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I've always believed in angels. <clears throat> I've been laughed at for it. I've read articles that try to prove that angels don't exist, and I don't believe them. I've heard scientists declare that there's no possible way angels can exist, and then they try to demonstrate proof that they do not exist, and I don't believe them either. I've had too many close calls and, by some miraculous means, escaped them. Now, I say it's angels at work. When you see a car coming right at you and you brace yourself for the crash and it misses you, I think angels are at work there. I don't know what you think, but... Now, I will always believe that. If we are a form of energy, like scientists say, if all we are as humans is energy, then why can't, there, why can't energy be in the form of an angel? It just makes sense to me. <clears throat> or Spock would say it's logical. And if I'm deluded and I believe there's an unseen something watching out for me and I feel safer for it, What's the problem? Today we're going to talk about angels and a charming little book just published titled To Catch an Angel, and we have its author with us today. Over a century ago, when her daughter was killed in an automobile accident, Jody Sharp faced down the most difficult challenge of her life. She was determined not to just merely survive, but to live. To honor the life of her beloved daughter, her twins, <coughs> excuse me, 
her husband, and the rest of the rich life she has created before the tragedy. Her openness to healing and change led her to write her first novel, The Angel's Daughter. And I think if you've been with us for a while, you might have heard that show. And now she's with us today to talk about her second book, To Catch an Angel. And I'm absolutely delighted and honored to welcome Jody Sharp to the Self-Improvement Show. Jody, welcome. Thank you, Irene. I'm so glad to speak to you again. I appreciate it so much. Well, you know, as I say, I love angels, and I loved your book. And and those of you who are online right now, you might want to just go to Amazon and get it to catch an angel. You can get it on Kindle, or you can buy it in uh, a print uh, version. Jody, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you did this before, but we have a lot of new listeners. So tell us, who is Jody Sharp? Well, I was thinking about that question. And uh, first and foremost, I'm a mother and a grandmother and friend, volunteer, lover of animals. And I guess the most thing I am is a positive thinker and a dreamer. That's who I am. Mm, nice. Mm-hmm. Your book just came out. In fact, it's been out, what, just a couple weeks? It's been out longer than a couple weeks? It's been out a couple months. A couple months? Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember when it came out, it seems like a couple weeks to me. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your book, To Catch an Angel. Well, it's a continuation of The Angel's Daughter which is set in the fictitious town of Mystic Bay, California, where uh, angels live as humans and people with a psychic vibe and ordinary folk live. And it's a continuation of the story, and yet you can read it by itself because I have new characters, although some of the old characters continue to appear, characters that I love and are important to the story. But it's a, it's a story about um, a woman with a psychic vibe, and uh, children in the town start to see angels. So it's a romance, but it's an endearing story about positive thinking and love and the belief in angels, which I do, because angels helped me write this book, for sure. I think. I've never seen one, but I think they have helped me at night or in the morning when I would be, early morning hours when I would be writing. Um, All these uh, images and beautiful ideas came to me from somewhere. You know what? I know somebody who has seen them. And I was just, as you said that, it popped into my mind. Um, she sees angels, and she saw one in my car one night and said, you had an angel in your car. Oh, <laughs> it was I lovely. Like, I would like to. I might have seen him <laughs> a long time ago, but I think he was he was a human, but that was a very interesting story in itself that I should publish sometime. But uh, someone helps me write, and um, my belief in positive thinking has helped me my whole life get through so many um, obstacles and tragedies, and so I feel someone is watching over me, just like you said in the beginning of the program. Well, I will always, always 
believe that. I, I don't think anybody could ever convince me that they're not around us and that they're not helping us. I just, I, it's more of a knowing for me than just a belief. Mm-hmm. You promised yourself when your daughter died that you wouldn't allow yourself to become a bitter woman. Okay. And now you've endured another big loss. Uh-huh. Are you still able to go through this without bitterness? You might want to tell the audience just a little bit about what's going on in your life so they understand what I mean. You know, you don't have to go into detail because right. it's so fresh, well, but uh, uh, a little bit about what's going on with you. Um, my first book was dedicated in memory of my daughter, Kate, and to my husband, Steve. And while I was writing this second book, my husband became ill, and while he was in treatment, I wrote this book full of um, hope and positivity, and unfortunately, my husband passed away. So I published the book before he uh, he was not alive when it was published, but um, I still maintain... You know, grief is a is a horrible thing to go through. It's it's terrible, and yet I um, I think because I've been through so many things in my life, and the death of my daughter, and now the death of my husband, I feel that this is this is the way I have to be. I have to be a survivor. I have to look at the positive, and I have to look at what I have, and not what I've lost, because that's the only way. I can survive in this world and to be a dreamer and to love who's left, who loves me and who needs me, uh, including my children, my grandchildren, my animals, my friends. This is what gets me through, Irene. I have a faith. Um, I believe in God. But my book is not religious. It's, it's more spiritual in that I believe in a spiritual world and, and that we're all, we'll all be there. And it's written in between the, the words and the pages of this belief. And some, I think they're, they help us, angels, spirits, our loved ones from beyond. In the book, you have one of the characters say, sadness is just a part of life, but the blessed parts are what keep us going. Oh, I love that line. Thank you. Yeah, talk a little bit about that. What are the blessed parts that keep you going? Well, like I said, my my surviving children bring me great joy. And a friend of mine and I always talk about our joy. And that's what I choose to believe in because life is so short that you have to you have to focus on the blessed blessed parts that you have remaining. That's my theory. That's how I keep going. And um, there's also a line in there, um, I think, about between the raindrops. Yes, I I forgot about the between the raindrops. You don't have that handy so that you can just read it, do you? No, I can. Can you remember by heart? The thing is that I almost called it Between the Raindrops. And because, of course, I do love the rain. But if you don't have rain in your life, if you've never had anything happen to you that's 
difficult or sad or lost somebody, everybody loses as, as old as you get. The older you get, you're bound to lose people and uh, animals and friends and, and loved ones. And so you have to embrace those moments that bring you joy and laughter and and that's what I choose to do. It's to me it's a choice. It's a choice I've had to make and I, I didn't think my husband was going to pass away. In fact I fought. I fought and I asked the angels and and God and I did everything I could, but in the end we all pass away. And so We all do. We do, and so it's a sobering thought, and yet this is the way I choose to live. I, I don't know where it comes from. It's been there since a child because the, my childhood was difficult in many ways, and I just, I always felt somebody was there. I always felt there was hope, and, and that's what I try to bring through this book in such a troubled world as we have now with so many um, horrible things happening and nightmarish events, I have to believe in hope and love and and that somehow positive things will happen and good things will happen. And, and, and we're going to talk more about those good things. It's time for us to go to break right now, so stay tuned. We're going to be back with more with Judy Shaw. <laughs> your better business achieve that goal make good on that resolution the voice america empowerment channel it's your world motivate change succeed when you think of inspiring women who comes to mind is it a visionary like oprah winfrey political or legal figures like hillary clinton or sonia sotomayor or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like meg whitman no matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. 
Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. We're talking today with Chody Sharp, who's just written this lovely little book called To Catch an Angel. I just finished reading the book, and it's it's one of these books that leaves you feeling good all over. It, it doesn't have, it has some sadness in it, yes, but it, they overcome, and there's such joy in this book. Uh, and I want you to remember that Jody wrote this book while she was watching her husband go downhill and eventually pass um, Death is something that faces us all. We're all going to do it. And if you understand that we're energy and we're spirit, um, it's not that big a deal. I'm actually rather looking forward to it. It's the loss that we feel when we lose somebody that we love deeply. That's the pain. Um, What inspired you, Jody, to write this book? You, You started it before you knew your husband was sick. Is that what you said? Um, yes, I, I think he had just been diagnosed, so it was in the beginning stages, I think, and um, then we thought he was going to be all right, but then it came back again, so the illness. Um, what inspired me is I've always loved nature, and so I decided that I worry about our world and the environment and that I would choose a topic. Um, my character would be psychic, have a psychic ability. And her psychic, Maggie, her, my character, her psychic ability is with nature. And that is a huge theme in the book, the love of nature. And um, so I, that's what I chose. She hears the hum of life. She hears the trees. She hears Loves trees. That. Is, um, and I love trees. And so um, I, I love going out with my dogs and walking, and I'm always feeling so connected because I do think we are connected to the natural environment, and we all have to protect it. And in the book, there's also a theme um, of uh, about bees because bees are on the decline or in, in danger and so I wanted to write uh, about that also. And so all these things that I think that we need to address, love, loss, our environment, kindness, forgiveness, which is a huge theme in the book, um, I address it through my writing. You, you've created this little town called Mystic Bay. Mm-hmm. How how did you come to this town? Is this the kind of place you wish we had to live in? Yeah. So you put all the little things in there. You know, it, it, every time you know both books. Now I'm thinking, oh, I wish I knew where this was. Well, but it is a real place. It's in my it's imagination, just, Irene. Yeah. But it's a combination of towns I've been in, um, and of the town I grew up in, too, where everybody sort of knows each other. But this town has a variety of people because people without abilities, um, ordinary folk, I turn them. Then there's people that um, 
see angels in this book. Then there are people that um, are angels. I was going to say there are people that are angels in this book. And they live as humans. And then there's uh, people that are psychic. And maybe the theme is, which just came to me, which I didn't really think before, is that everybody is different. And so why can't our differences, we still mesh and, and be together and work together um, as a group of people with differ- differing views, different ethnicities, which is an, also another theme. And um, I guess I'm such a positive thinker that um, um, somebody I know termed me Pollyanna. Well, you know oh, what? Oh, that's a compliment in my book. Thank you. That's why I made a character named Pollyanna. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> yeah, because I wouldn't you rather be uh, Pollyann than uh, a doomsdayer? Oh, any day, any day. That's my, you know, that's the way I think. So, you know, I hope it, it's not annoying to other people, but I, I actually don't care. I love the bo- the book. I love the town I created and the characters. And I return characters that I absolutely adore and have to always be in my books. And I'm writing my third book, the same town, but different characters, different theme. And, uh, and so it's, it's sort of like my therapy to do that. It's my fantasy world that helps me get through my own life. Actually, I would say that it is definitely therapy and could be. Let's talk about that just a little tiny bit. Um, therapy, writing is therapy. Now, what does it do to you to do for you, well, I guess, and to you, do for you uh, when you write? Well, um, I like to write when I can't sleep. And if I can't sleep, I either get up to the computer or I start planning um, stories and the scene and the characters in my mind, and then I eventually fall asleep. So I think it just, to me, it brings me comfort to write and to look outside myself and my own problems and and maybe try to um, help someone else read my words that might... Um, in the large part, in the perfect world, inspire them, and in a small part, just give them hope or make them think that that, that there is a life beyond and there is positive um, thoughts can really change your life. Your, your book soothes me, Thank uh, you. And, and I don't know that I can explain that, but... Your books, to me, are like little oases of, it's like the, the green place in the middle of the desert. You know, oh, the fine. desert's all around yeah. us all, all day long with everybody's negative thinking. I don't watch the news much anymore because, you know, it's just all bad now. Uh, yeah. But you're surrounded with everybody's problems and their negative thinking and all the things that are going on. And, and most books... You know, most books now are about all the bad things that happen to people. And you, you, you know, the TV programming is about murders. And, you know, you almost can't find a program that's happy and uplifting, even what they call the sitcoms. 
you know, are not that funny sometimes. Right. And so to come upon a book that I, I think of your book as, as pure, I don't know what that means to anybody else, but to me, it means it's not tainted by all the anger and the bitterness and the striving and, you know, the things that we have to deal with on a daily basis. And when I'm reading your book, I just relax. Oh, I just relax. I, I almost don't want to come to the end because I, I love the feeling. And that, that may sound a little weird, but, you know, that's, that's what it does for me. Well, no, other people have said that. They don't, they don't want them to end. And guess what, Irene? They're not going to end because I'm going to keep writing. I know. You have some favorite characters in your books, and I was delighted when I saw them again. Uh, I guess mainly, mainly in the animals. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your love for animals and why you have so many animals in there and what you do with them. And then maybe we could talk about one little animal that you're hearing in the background. Okay. Well, yes. <laughs> I, well, I was trying to think about that. When I was a child and life was difficult, I always had my animals. They were the unconditional love that I received. You know, dogs look at you and they, there's adoring uh, love. There is no agenda. It's only love. And, um, and that's what perhaps got me through so many things. I've, I always will have the dog or cat or animals because they bring bring my life peace. Yes. And so um, I only rescue animals now. Um, no, I'm not going to get a new puppy ever. I'm just going to rescue, and we have um, cats that come to my office, so we have cats that we keep, and and I love them all. They they all have different personalities, and and um, a friend of mine uh, says that they're here for us to borrow, and they're here for just a, a short time. But don't we learn so much about them if we are animal lovers? I don't really understand when people don't love animals, but they enhance my life. So oh, my my little dog brings me such joy. I honestly don't. Well, there he goes. <laughs> he, he's seeing somebody outside, and he has to protect everybody from everybody. That's his yeah, job. So perhaps and you so, need to tell them that he's in my book. He is in your book. Um, so if people read the book and they come to Smarty, he's mine. <laughs> yes, yes. I put him in just for you, and I do that. I put people's names, characters of people that I really love, friends of mine, and loved ones. They, they. Uh, I ask them, is it all right if I use your first name? And they say, fine. And then I put them in the book. and make So when I write, I visualize them as I'm writing. So kind you had fun. somebody, a, a friend who was really Maggie? I actually do. I have two really dear friends named Maggie. And um, they're both beautiful souls and uh, lovely women. And that's where I... I decided to use the name Maggie. One's a very dear old friend of 25 years, and the other one is a newer friend of a few years. And um, and uh, she's a tarot card reader, and mm. so that's where I put the tarot card reader in the book. I I use a lot of my life and people that I know and experiences that I've had um, in my writing. Oh, you'll have to you'll have to catch me up on that because we know a lot of the same people 
Interesting. I, I, I want to know about Noah. Noah is... <laughs> <laughs> well, I try not to make him too ideal of a man, but he's a, he's the romance um, in the book, uh, the romantic uh, character that Maggie falls in love with, and he's just... He loves animals, and he's slightly psychic, and he's a good man, and just like she's a good woman, woman, and they journey through this book and these trials and tribulations together and help each other. And um, I guess you would say they, are, they find each other because they are kindred spirits. You know, they to are me, soulmates is a, is a wonderful expression, and yet it's overlooked. I mean, overworked too much and overspoken too much and written. But I love the word... Uh, the words kindred spirits. I do too. And on that note, my little kindred spirit friend, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back with more with Jody Sharp in just a moment. So stay tuned. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own mighty gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're talking today with Jody Sharp, who's just written this wonderful little book called To Catch an Angel. And we're talking about angels and her magical town called uh, Mystic Bay and some of the characters she ha- has in her book. The, these books are just uplifting, wonderful little getaway times. And I really would suggest that if you haven't read either of her books 
get one and and read it, see how good it makes you feel. Some people may think that it's too, I guess, out of touch or not with the not with the times, but I find them lovely and wonderful escapes, and we all need to do that now and then. Before the break, we were talking about the animals in the book. There are a couple that keep reoccurring, but at the break, we were talking about animal abuse, and and uh, Jody said that all the animals in her book are always rescues. And I want to talk about that just a little bit. I go to the dog park every day with Smarty, and there's a dog there. He's, I don't think he's even two years old yet. He's a beautiful, beautiful golden retriever. He was tied up his whole life outside, never allowed to come in, even in the heat of the summer. And, you know, some, I think, angels intervened and he was rescued from that place. And now this lovely woman has him, brings him to the dog park, and he's just exuberant. So much so that sometimes he knocks us over. He needs a little obedience training, but he he's free. And I think of that beautiful dog being tied up his whole life so that he couldn't even come in out of the sun in Arizona. I mean, that's, to me, the height of abuse. And then the other day we saw there was a news story about a woman who duct taped her dog's mouth shut. I can't even imagine doing that to an animal. Jody, what do you think about these kind of things? And, and what do we do about them? And can in your next book, you, you touch on this a little more to maybe bring people's attention to it? Yes, I, I find it, uh, it's, it's hard to even find an adjective. It's a horror that somebody would do that to an animal because um, there's just pure, there's only pureness and love in in animals, our, our domestic animals for sure, and or any animal. I just I don't understand it. They're, they, I I don't know what what's wrong with people that would hurt an animal. Clearly, they're they have mental problems, and um, that people, not the animals, is the, <laughs> is the key. And so, um, but probably an animal lover wouldn't like my books. You know, they wouldn't pick it up. So I don't know. We're, we're going to have to think of an ways. animal lover wouldn't love your book. A non-animal lover. Oh, and no, I heard it wrong. I'm thinking. Oh, an animal. No, maybe lover I said it love wrong. Your book. Somebody that doesn't love animals. I just I don't understand them. And I I heard somebody the other day saying, "Oh, he's just a dog." And I'm thinking, "Oh, well, how would he like it if the dog said, oh, he's just a man'?" Yeah. Just, <laughs> so, just a man. People have to learn. I think we learn from animals. I think we learn. And um, George Anderson, the famous medium, says that anim- that dogs have the eyes of God. And to me, what what that meant was that there's pure love there. There's and there's forgiveness. Animals are are very forgiving of their owners and. Uh, it's just a nightmare, and I, I don't really know what the answer is. All I know is you can pray about it. You can send an- angels in your thoughts to them. Please protect them, and uh, maybe eventually good will win out, and they will find different homes. 
We can only hope so. You know, I look at I look at Smarty. He's he to me is just he's just such a loving little creature. I don't know what I'd do without him. And I think, what would he have done? Now, what would have happened to him if he'd gotten into an abusive home? I can't even imagine that. If he's abused here, it's because he gets too many treats and he's getting a little bit chunky. <laughs> like my dogs. Yep, I get it. Yeah, yeah. well, my dogs are rescued. But um, you have yeah. some special kind of animals in your book. I mean, you have animals that we don't usually find in books, like the fawn and the squirrel. Talk a little bit about some of the animals that you put in your books, because they're so much fun. Well, um, I love the character uh, a squirrel named Bubbles. And Bubbles is a rescued squirrel from the first book, and uh, just as kind of a delight and um, funny. And I don't know where I came up with the word, the name Bubbles, but I knew somebody, at, a nurse at one of the doctor's offices that had a pet squirrel. So that's where that came from. And he will always make an appearance in the, the book. And in the, in the first book, he befriends a little kitten and they roll around and play. I like to write the humor there. And then Dawn the Fawn... Um, I have a friend named Dawn, and I just thought it was, I love uh, the story of Bambi, and I love deer, and I heard a story about these people that rescued a dog, uh, I mean a deer in their driveway, a baby fawn, and they domesticated it and then also let it roam free. It could be in the house and then would sleep, and then it would go to the woods and and uh, find food and I don't know, I just thought they're such beautiful creatures that I would bring the uh, fawn and eventually a deer, uh, grow up to be a deer into the book. And um, then I have lots of dogs and cats and, you know, maybe next one I'll have a bird. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's time for a bird, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, I think there, I'll, I'll You have think a about bird. all the little creatures that you could put in it and you, you've got a pretty good choice there but i i think you'll always have dogs um, oh yeah there's a lot of them in this book well and one thing you need to know there is a man in my neighborhood who rescues dogs and um they're all dogs that are throwaway dogs like one of my dogs i call them throwaway where people get them and then they don't want them and however he found them he runs with these dogs, and it's the most beautiful sight, and that's where I got the idea for Noah to <sighs> the dogs and would uh, take them jogging, slow jogging, because this is what this man does, only he rescues six, and my editor uh, said, um, that's, you have too many dogs and names, so I had to cut down some characters <laughs> in the form of dogs, <laughs> or else the whole thing would be dogs. <laughs> Well, you know what? That would be okay, too. Let me ask you this. I, when I write, sometimes I just get so stuck. I can't think of how to say what it is I want to say, or I don't know where to take the next thought. I, you know, do you ever have that as a writer? And if you do, what do you do about it? I actually don't. You don't. Okay, don't. then let's talk about why, your I information. Love, I think How does book. your information come to you? <laughs> well, it comes to me at night. Um, it comes to me 
I just, it just, it seems to come very easily, Irene, and I don't know. I mean, that sounds kind of strange, but it does. It's almost like my mind is so open to characters and um, sometimes I, you know, through my life, just like seeing the man that jogs the dogs, it, that's where I get my ideas and then it seems to just all, that's why I was trying to say it all kind comes together where somebody, some spirit, angel, some energy, some thoughts that are in the, the cosmos, they come to me and this is where I get my stories. And um, I don't know, it's, very, it's, uh, it's kind of uh, dreamlike, really. And so sometimes do you meet people and you think, oh, there's a character for my book. <laughs> Does that yes, I have friends. I make characters and then I, I uh, write their personalities uh, into the book. So I do that all the time. And I tell them, uh, your personality's in the book, so I hope you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> do, have you ever found somebody who minded? No. What a great compliment to to be a character in your book. Unless once you 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 seem to put one edgy character, I could say edgy, kind of mean character in your book. I I think because you need somebody to play off of. Right. You know, it, it, would they be somebody you know? Uh well, it might be a combination. Um, instead of a person, it would might be a combination of of uh, traits of different people that I've met in different scenarios and circumstances. And now you uh, kind of take a whole bunch of traits and slap them all on one that's person. That's what I do. And I do because in stories, it's isn't it about good conquering evil? Yeah. Good conquering uh, bad. Absolutely. And, and also in the book, we have to mention that in the book is a book within a book. I've written In this books. one, yes. And it's... It's a very interesting way that you've woven that in. And I, we don't want to tell everybody about that. They no. just have to read that one. Right. <laughs> because it's just this lovely story inside this story. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it had a great deal of intrigue. And you really didn't know quite how they were going to unravel that one. And I don't even want to say whether they did or not. Okay. Well, that's fine. People yeah. ask me, so... Um, they try to ask me before they finish the book what happens to blank, and I can't tell them. It no. Would the theme. Right? It would ruin the book. But um, I love the story, and maybe I get better writing as I keep writing, and I'm going to keep writing until I can't write anymore. That's, That's good decided. news, because I think you have... I think you've made your own niche. I, I'm not sure there's anything else out there quite like this. And if people want a little bit of, I guess I want to say lightness, and give all the meanings to the word light that you want to, um, it is that. You know, well, that's nice. Thanks. It's, they don't kill like. your brain trying to figure out what it is you're trying to say. And they play to your emotions, and you feel better because you read it. Um, I don't know how else to say how your books affect people. That's just how it affects me. Uh, just lovely. Um, well, that's very one cool. of the things that you had a character say 
And maybe we'll talk about this when we come back from the break. For humans need to find their own way, make their own decisions with a little angel help along the way. And I think you had a, a, a little bit of angel help along the way. And on that note, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more with Jody Sharp. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Today we're talking with Jody Sharp, the author of To Catch an Angel, um, and we've been talking about the characters in the in the book and some of the things that she had her characters say. And just before the break, we quoted Noah, who said, um, oh, I, I, for humans need to find their own way, make their own decisions with a little angel help along the way. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the angel help along the way you've had, Jody? Well, I I feel that... Like I said in the beginning, I I might have seen an angel as a human once long ago when my daughter first died, but I have never seen wings or um, celestial beings. But somehow I know they're there. I know they help me write. I know that if you try to develop a positive spin on life, spiritual where you believe that you can change your world, you can change your life, and you ask for help. But somehow, God and the angels and whatever you believe in, whatever spirits or whatever your religious beliefs, if you have something to believe in and a hopefulness, you can get through most 
any obstacle and you can have a meaningful, fulfilled life. That's that's what I I try to believe because that's the only way I know how to survive. And, and and I have to agree with you. And I, and I find myself doing things like when I hear of a, a big wreck, or now the in these days these shootings, I find myself saying, "Okay, all of you angels, go help! You know, all the angels around me, please go help these people." <clears throat> and yes. and I, you know, it gives me comfort. I, I know I somehow I I believe that they go, and I believe well, that they help. And I think that that's why sometimes people survive when everybody around says there's no way they can make it. And yet well, they do. That's what I do. I say to people, I'm sending angels. Yeah. And I send them. Do? No, and I'm okay don't... right now, angels. You go where you're needed. Well, that's interesting because that's what I say. Please, <laughs> you know, I don't need help. Go to so-and-so. Go to... My friend, my child, my animal, I have to believe that way. It is a very troubling time, and we've had a lot of troubled times in the past, but I have to look to the future that perhaps people are becoming more spiritual as a whole, and perhaps it'll this theory of love and enlightenment um, will gather more strength. That's what I pray. I do too. <clears throat> you know, I think we're approaching a critical mass now. You know, the tipping point where people will begin to think more about spiritual things and you know, spreading love instead of anger and hatred and some things that we hope and wish for. At the end of the book, it took me a little bit to figure out what was going on at the end of the book when we had the angels flying and talking to each other. And you know, I'm thinking, what, what's going on here? And they were they were flying and they were talking and they were, you know, enjoying being there. And and Noah says, Noah's not an angel, and he says, I guess we mortals aren't meant to catch an angel, but only only fly with them in our dreams. So my question is, do you fly with them in your dreams? Yes, in my imagination and in my dreams. I wish I could fly. And I and never really thought that will, much but about it, but... Yes, maybe we will in our next, in the heaven realm. Maybe we will get to fly. Maybe we have flown. Who knows? But who knows? I like to use that. Think of that. Most the most beautiful imagery of uh, flying with angels. You know, sometimes when you're looking at the sky, especially at sunset and sunrise, you know, you, you can almost imagine that some of the clouds or some of the wisps you see. Might be an angel. I, I'm, you know, I guess you could call me Pollyanna too, but I love to think on those things and think that the Creator made wonderful helps for us and comforts for us, and call them angels, and they're always around. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that gives me comfort. I have an idea; it gives you comfort too. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Well, and. Uh, Go ahead. If you look, this just came to me, but it's true. If you look for the positive in life, if you look, if you seek 
angels and beauty and light and look up at the stars at night, which my characters do, and the moon and the beauty of the universe and our world, it will affect you positively. You will change. Look up. You will change. Has writing these books changed you? Yes. I I don't even know how I... I started to write about losing my daughter articles about grief and it turned into a novel and then as my husband was so ill I I I thought you know this is going to help him heal and um yes he did pass away but it did help me heal and that's the thing we have one life uh we're here and so we have to embrace what we have not what we've lost. We can remember the loss with love and 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 of course pain and and sadness and yet look towards the fact that these people or whether human or animal or whoever you've lost brought you joy. And if you can love someone or an animal, whoever you've lost, then aren't you lucky? If you've ever loved, then you're lucky. Yes, yes, absolutely. And depending on your faith, you may know that at some point you'll be back together. It's not, it's not over. Oh, I, I truly believe that. I it's believe not that. over. I, um, before, before my husband passed away, he saw my daughter. And oh. I didn't see her, but he did. He said, there's Kate. And this was about a week before he passed away, and I had finished reading the book. And ironically, you know, some of my characters see angels, and he saw my daughter, and it made me realize that she was waiting for him. And I firmly, I I believe that, and I personally, that's how I have to believe. Me too. For me. I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. We're right up to the end of the show. I hate to say that. We'll have you back when you get your next book done. <laughs> What's the thought you want to leave our listeners today, Jody? Well, it's it's a. I of course don't know everything, and um, I wish I did. But what I do know is that if you look for joy, you can find it. If you look for peace, you can find it. And um, that's what I look for. That's what I search for. If you look and that's, for it, it, that's really what your book is about. How can is, people find your book and how can they find you? Well, um, it's on Amazon.com. And then I have a Facebook page, which I have to look here. It's um, www.facebook.com slash the angel's daughter and I have just started my own uh, Jody Bernard Sharp Facebook page and I'm also at Inkwell Productions my publisher Okay, and Sharp has an E at the end of it Right. S-H-A-R-P-E Jody Sharp I recommend that you find her book and you snuggle up in a quiet place and just enjoy. Jody. thank you so much for being with us today. It's always lovely to have you on. Well, it's lovely to be here, Irene, and you are a wonderful person, and I so appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. 
Thank you. This is Irene Conlon and my guest Jody Sharp saying thank you so much for being with us today and come back next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.